Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate that, as always. Um, so, this episode is going to just be a, you know, kind of like a weekend review. I don't want to talk too much about what this week, because it wasn't really a fun week, um, as far as on the field goes. Uh, but there were a couple little moves made that I want to talk about. Um, some prospects are really coming on, which are fun. And it's a lot of the guys that I've been talking about for the last you know, month or so. Uh, but we'll t- take a look at that um, and just kind of try to talk it out and figure out what, what the Pirates are doing with certain things. Uh, so, But, you know, before we do all that, let's have a message from Anchor. So this week was, you know, obviously not uh, a banner week for the Pirates. You know, we're seeing a lot more of of this type of stuff where they just can't um, can't produce offensively. Um, you know, the terrible start to the week there in in Colorado. You know, in that whole th- three game series, really only being able to score two runs in Colorado. It's kind of unacceptable in a lot of ways. It's uh, and and it comes down to like you know the same stuff we've been talking about. I think one of the things that's really kind of hurt hurt them recently, um, you know, for a while it was just their top, you know, three four in the order. Well, Hayes is kind of slumped slumped off a little bit. Frazier's still hitting. Um, uh, Reynolds is still hitting, so they're they're still they're still productive. Gamels come around um, offensively for them, but you know you lose Colin Moran again. Um, Phil Evans just isn't doing anything. Uh, Kevin Newman really isn't doing anything. You know, Kai Tom's not doing anything. It's just really hard to win when most of your lineup is not producing. Um, so, you know, like I said, Hayes, Hayes has slumped off. Um, it was very unrealistic to think he would be able to keep up um, the pace that he's been able to uh, keep up, uh, you know, coming since he came up last year. Um, and we're seeing that. And that that's fine. I mean, that's, that's going to happen. Like I said, unrealistic. Um, you know, in the last... Seven games for him, he's hitting zero four five, um, one one for twenty two. So that's a that's a pretty big slump. It's his first slump of his big league career. Um, so I mean, let's see what he does with that. Um, see how he how he comes out of it. How quickly he comes out of it. Uh, you know, I think he will. I'm not that worried about him. You know, this stuff stuff happens. Um, you know, bats go cold. But when that player goes ice cold for you, you know, as the Pirates, you're kind of relying on that. Um, So that's, you know, when that's a huge part of your offense, that that's going to you're you're going to struggle. The only win they got, obviously, yesterday and some of the best pitching, uh, you know, Tyler Anderson, seven innings, three hits. Two walks, six Ks, no runs. Um, I got to think 
you got to think that Tyler Anderson's going to start popping up in trade rumors. We're hitting that point, you know, July, about a couple weeks before the deadline. Uh, you know, all-star break coming up next week. So, uh, you know, around that time is when you start seeing guys move. And we're seeing it. We're, we're not seeing anything big, but the Pirates have been making moves. And I'll talk about that here um, in a second. But, you know, uh, yesterday, Anderson looked really good. Bednar came in, pitched an inning, shutout inning, struck a guy up. And Richard Rodriguez came in, pitched a shutout inning. You know, he had uh, his previous outing, got hit around a little bit, but he was right back to being uh, Rich Rod uh, again. So um, this team, you know, I, I've talked about it a lot, you know, from the get-go, that this team is in a transition year. It's, it's a year of evaluation. And, um, you know, the Pirates are, are watching their prospects, watching those guys develop. They're looking at these guys that are on the big league club to see, you know, who's um, a possible fit down the road. Um, but I do want to talk about um, some of the moves that the Pirates have made and some of the things that they haven't done um, where that narrative of you know of that they're trying to you know put out there you know they're, they're evaluating all this stuff this is a transition year um, where some of the moves they make don't fit you know they don't make as much sense as um, some of the other uh, moves that they made some of the guys that are on this team don't make sense uh, when you fit that narrative considering what how they started out this season Um so, you know, we get we'll just get into that. Um, I'm going to take a look at the the moves that that the Pirates have made uh, recently. So, uh, this past week, um, the Pirates, you know, had uh, had some guys go on uh, the IL. Um, they made a couple. A couple moves. Um, you know, they did when Colin Moran was placed on the IL. They did call up Jared Oliver. Uh, Oliver was not playing well in AAA, but he was a guy on a forty man um, that you, you might as well take a look at. Um, so he's up. They signed uh, free agent pitcher Shelby Miller to a minor league deal. Uh, that's interesting. I'm not quite sure where that where he really you know fits in long term. Um, is he going to? Is he going to get called up here at some point? Um, because if you know, or I don't, I don't know what the point of that is. Shelby Miller has shown that he really doesn't have it anymore. Um, so I'm not quite sure why they're taking a flyer on him. Um, Eric Gonzalez goes to the IL. Trevor Cahill goes to the sixty. Uh, J.I.L. Wilmer Defoe's back up. Kai Tom gets placed on the I.L. And then this one, this move doesn't make um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So the Pirates picked up first baseman John Nagowski from the Cardinals, uh, basically as a, in a cash move. And, you know, they just he was designated for assignment. Pirates picked him up. Um, the question here, really, 
is why. A couple weeks ago, I was on um, Gary Morgan's uh, broadcast, uh, you know, with the with the DK Network Fan Forum, and one of the questions, one of the topics he wanted to talk about was, what is is Ben Sherrington's short term plan? And at the time, I really didn't know. I I, I didn't know what to think, um, and I still really don't. Um, there's some puzzling moves that, that he's made and some guys that have been allowed to just kind of sit um, or just stay on the major league roster and not really be productive. Um, when, you know, he was real quick earlier in the season to, you know, get rid of or send or designate uh, Anthony Alford and Dustin Fowler gave them like three weeks to show something and they did not um, but there's been other guys that have come up Will Craig sent back down uh, guys like Todd Frazier didn't produce so he was let go um, now I am all for taking flyers on, on certain guys who have maybe produced in the past, like an Anthony Alford, you know, great minor league career, hadn't put it together in the big leagues. Um, same with Dustin Fowler. I'm, I'm fine uh, w- with, um, with looking at them. But um, at this point... John Nagowski, no offense to John, doesn't make any sense to me. I could be wrong. Like, there's maybe some... I'm not a scouting expert. Um, You know, there could be something there that I just don't see. Um, But this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, career-wise, he has had a total of 22 major league at-bats. He had four last year and 18 this year. For a grand total of, uh, with batting average for a grand total of 0.091. He has uh, two hits in 22 at-bats. One walk, three Ks, both his hits must have been singles. Why? (laughs) You know, why do they take a chance... And go out and get John Nagowski. Uh, when you have Will Craig sitting back down there in, in AAA. You had to clear a roster spot, spot for Nagowski. You could have done it for Will Craig. Um, I don't understand why, why they need to keep putting these guys in here. Um, Nagowski for his career in the minors is a 281 hitter. Um, most home runs he hit in a season was back in 2019. He had 15. So, all in all, his minor league record, his minor league numbers aren't the worst. He's 28, so he is on the, on the older side. Um, 
I just don't get this one. And I feel like one of the other things that kind of stops me from really trying to understand this move is that they already have Phil Evans in the big league club too. <clears throat> now, I'm all about trading guys and going out and getting lottery tickets. Like it was, uh, the other day when they traded uh, Troy Stokes Jr. and um, and Gustave for that young 17-year-old catcher. That's a lottery ticket. He could be something very special. Might not. We don't know. It's like a it's like a fresh lottery ticket with nothing scratched off. Then you have guys like John Nagowski, Anthony Alford, uh, Fowler, um, Kai Tom, guys like that. That sure, Chase DeYoung. He's another one. Sure, they haven't had a whole lot of opportunities in the big leagues. They've had minor league success. Um, but, you know, there's a reason why they haven't been in the big league ship. It's because they're not, they either get there and can't produce or they're just not like Kai Tom. They've never really put up any, um, you know, really big numbers or anything to really say, hey, this is a solid major leaguer. These guys are lottery tickets that five of the six spots on the lottery ticket have already been scratched off. There's a really good chance there's nothing under that sixth spot. So why take the chance at this point? At this point in the season, they're, the Pirates are pretty bad. <laughs> um, guys that were hot earlier fading, I, I will say that the bullpen is still relatively good. Uh, the rotation is okay. Um, I think we're seeing some hiccups, uh, you know, with Brew Baker a little bit. Um, Will Crow is real up and he's up and down. Um, Tyler Anderson's been pretty solid, um, but you know, having to put in guys like Cody Ponce, who's not been good, um, but a guy like John Nagowski is that lottery ticket with with five out of six spaces already scratched off that aren't winners to put him on this on this team when you have already have a John Nagowski and Will Crow and Will Craig doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, you know I, I've hit the point in the season um, you know this past week especially um, I I will watch the Pirates pretty much every game um, no matter what. But over the last several weeks, especially, and really with this week, it's been really hard to keep interest in what they're putting out there on the big league club. Because you, I know that there's really only two, two, maybe three guys in the lineup that are long-term solutions to anything. Everything else is just filler or going to be traded. The rotation is pretty much the same. I know that, that Tyler Anderson's not going to be a long-term solution. 
I know that Chase DeYoung probably is not going to be a long-term solution. Will Crow probably is not going to be a long-term solution in the rotation. I still think he'll stick around for a while. He has he has good stuff. Um, Brew Baker he could be a long-term solution for the rotation. Um, Chad Cool is not a long-term solution for the rotation. He's been a lot better lately. His last couple starts have been pretty solid. However, when this club contends, they're most likely not going to be here. And while you don't want to push prospects that aren't necessarily ready, and, and one of the problems right now is there are no prospects in AAA. I've said that many times. There is nobody there. Um, the Indianapolis Indians roster, um, you know, has a couple guys that could be in that future. Um, in my opinion, Austin Davis will probably be a bullpen arm and a mainstay for the, at least the rest of the year for the Pirates at some point when they start trading guys. Mitch Keller's in AAA. He'll probably be, uh, he'll get another shot or two. Um, he could be a long-term solution. Max Kranich, great game for Max Kranich. He could be a long-term solution. Um, after that, um, other than guys that are that are currently hurt, you know, like Miguel Yajure. Um Man, Nick Mears is one. At, who knows? Um, he has not had a great year. He's been up in the big leagues basically because he is on the 40-man. Um, and that's pretty much the only reason he's been up this year is because he's just not had good results in AAA. Uh, there's guys like uh, Braden Ogle, Matt Eckelman, random bullpen arm Shea Spitzbarth, Bo Sulcer, Blake Wyman, those guys could be in the bullpen. Um, but none of them are guys that can really get excited about. On the pros- on the uh, offensive side, man, there really is nothing. There's really nothing here. Um, you know, Anthony Alford has looked good in AAA. He's also struck out a lot. Uh, But the other outfield options, Chris Sharp really fell off. Um, Bly Madris, maybe a fourth outfield type guy. He's doing probably the best um, of any of these guys here right now. Um, You know, Dustin Fowler's hurt. Swaggerty's, of course, out for the year. Uh, Cole Tucker will probably see just because he is on the 40-man. Um... And probably we'll see him get another shot, shot. Maybe Hunter Owen. You know, he got his debut earlier in the year. It's possible um, he could be a bench guy or, you know, a Phil Evans type guy uh, for the Pirates at some point. So, Will Craig, again, we've already seen Will Craig. All the catchers kind of know what we have there. So it's not, and I, I know I've, I've talked about it before, it's not a sexy group. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it's not exciting at all. Um, but what the Pirates have done recently is they've started to clear this out. They've got a long way to go. 
Like there's guys on here that yeah, like I, I'm that I've mentioned by name. They will move up to the big leagues once the trades start happening. We don't know how many trades are going to happen, right? We don't know how many guys they're just going to um, cut ties with if they can't trade them. Like a Trevor Cahill, if he comes back from injury and before the deadline and doesn't get traded, he's probably not going to finish here as a Pirate. What's the point? It's not pitching well. Move on. Opportunities are going to come up through injuries for some of these guys. But in all reality, a lot of these guys are never going to see the big leagues or produce there. Uh, for the Pirates, at least. And the Pirates have recently started um, uh, moving these guys around. They started there, um, I believe it was last week, with the with trading Troy Stokes Jr. and um, Gustave for that young 17-year-old catcher. Um, That's a good move. They've got to clear roster spots here because, like I said, they have guys coming that are pushing from Altoona. Um, And then they kept moving that with that. Yesterday, trading utility man Kevin Kramer, one of the Pirates, former top prospect for the Pirates. Not like number one overall, but he was well regarded. Um, Came up to the big league several times. Didn't have it. You know, didn't put anything together um, for the Pirates to keep him on the 40. What they were able to get for Kevin Kramer was uh, Nathan Kirby, a left-handed pitcher. He's going to go double A. Um, Kramer isn't a just a useless pickup. Kramer, or, or Kirby, I'm sorry. Kirby isn't a, isn't a useless pickup. He um, actually has pretty good numbers this year. Uh, in, in double A, um, he's pitched in 17 games. ERA of 1.93. Um, 71 innings, given up 70 hits. Uh, struck out 75. He's walked 46. Uh, whips, oh, uh, Oops, I'm sorry, reading the wrong one. <laughs> so in 17 games, 18 and two-thirds innings, 12 hits, 13 walks, 19 Ks. So his whip is at 1.339. Um, and that's according to uh, baseball reference. But he he's a guy that was, um, was highly touted at one time. He was a... A, a supplemental. He was a first round pick, 40th overall to the Brewers in 2015. It's been hurt. He's had Tommy John. He's had thoracic outlet surgery. He's had a bunch of stuff go wrong. So much so that he um, he hasn't really pitched that much. 2015, he pitched, got hurt, didn't pitch again until 2018, and now. Um, and got hurt. Now we're seeing him again in 2021. 
This is another lottery ticket. Now, with this one, this one's a little different. This isn't um, getting John Nagowski. Nathan Kirby's a lottery ticket, but maybe he has two or three spaces of the six that aren't scratched off. You know, because you can, you can say he's... We ha They haven't seen what he can do yet. In his longest season in 2018, he pitched in 27 games. Uh, 71 innings, struck out 75, walked 46, whip of 1.63. Um, so not... Again, not super exciting, but he was highly touted coming out of uh, college with Virginia. Um, he had a really nice college career. So, those are the types of trades. It's Kevin Kramer deal. Those are the types of trades that I can, I'm not doing cartwheels. I'm not really trying to oversell this. But these are trades you can kind of get a little... You can accept, like you can. These are the trades that he, that Ben Sherrington, needs to make, if he can, with any of this depth at AAA. Anthony Alford, Dustin Fowler, although he is hurt, um, maybe James Marvel, um, you know Shelby Miller, maybe eventually, Tyler Bashlor, you know, flip him. We know what they can do in the big leagues. And it doesn't... It, they're holding up somebody younger and potentially you know, with a potential higher um, ceiling and, you know, more opportunities to grow. They're holding those guys back. So... With Kramer going, I'm sure they'll they'll probably move somebody out. Um, one of the, the, the unfortunate things this week is that we did learn that uh, Ronsi Contreras and O'Neill Cruz are both uh, being examined. They're having some sort of um, forearm issues. Um, ben Charrington didn't seem to think it was serious, but they are being evaluated. you got to hope that's not serious for, for Contreras. Um or a cruise, because uh, both of them are, are playing um, very well. But triple, you could make a case for a really good number of the of the Altoona Curves roster um, to get promoted. Um, out of the out of the um, the pitching ranks, um, Contreras is one you could definitely make a case for being promoted. Uh, maybe Travis McGregor. Um, I actually, uh, you know, his numbers aren't stellar this year so far. He's had a couple rough outings, um, but like maybe John O'Reilly. Um, Shane Murray, um, Jeffrey Pasatino, although he is currently injured. Hunter Stratton is a guy that's pitched very well for Altoona. Um, 
I, I think he he's deserving of a move up. Offensively, uh, I don't know what else Rodolfo Castro um, needs to do to get a promotion. O'Neill Cruz is the same way. Mason Martin, over the last couple weeks, has really come on. I think he is a promotion candidate. However, in order for that to happen, this is where the Nagowski signing doesn't make, or trade doesn't make any sense. Will Craig could have come up. You just ride Will Craig out for the rest of the year if you have to, to see what he can do if he just absolutely does not hit at all for the Pirates. Just let him go. You know, um, but Mason Martin could get promoted. Um, Cal Mitchell and, and uh, Kenon Smith um, and Jigba are both playing very well. Um, Cal Mitchell especially. Cal Mitchell has been really, um, he started off well, had a little bit of a lull, but he's been very solid uh, the last uh, month, really. Uh, you know, he's just looked really good. Strikeouts are way down. Uh, from what that was always the the Achilles here with him is he strikes out a lot. He's really not doing that now, right now against the pitching that he's seeing. Um, I think you can you can make a case for any and all of those guys um, to get moved up. Uh, you, you don't want to rush anybody's development, but I, I think that you know with last year not having a minor league season, um, development's a little weird. Uh, I, I, you know they missed a whole year of playing competitively um, you know that doesn't mean they didn't work on anything obviously Cal Mitchell worked on something because he's been fantastic um, you know just maybe it it's time <laughs> it's time to move them up see what they can do against the next level um, and then that's your core for next year those are the guys that you're gonna be looking at to move up from AAA to fill holes. Um, the other thing, you know, we've got to watch with the Pirates roster, and this goes back to my Nagowski pickup, um, and with Indy's roster, with all those guys that we've kind of already seen, um, you know, the Pirates have a pretty large number of guys that need to, that they need to think about protecting in the Rule 5. Uh, it's in the teens. Uh, I don't remember the uh, the number. I had it written down here. I don't can't find it. But <laughs> um, it's in the teens of potential guys that need protected, um, and that's a lot. When you figure, you know, last year they just did a couple. Um, they have a lot to do this year. Uh, you know, the Pirates very well could lose one or two guys. Uh, from or d- during the Rule Five next year, because these are these are good, these are decent prospects. Now the big ones, they're going to protect. You know the, the um, you know the the, the big ones um, that would be on that list. I believe like Mason Martin, guys like they're going to get protected. But then you have the guys that are down a little lower, the guys of the international signings, like the Santiago Flores, who's had a great year. He could have been 
picked in the Rule 5 draft this past offseason. The Pirates left him off the 40-man, um, hoping he would slip through because he's so young um, and so inexperienced. But he's pitching really, really well. Omar Cruz, guy they got from the Padres, I believe he falls into that category. He's pitched very well to the point where he's been promoted. You know, Taltuna has been pitching there the last several weeks. Um, you know, they have some decisions to make. Cody Bolton. What do you do with Cody Bolton? He missed all year, but he was one year. A lot of, a lot of people had him as, you know, a top 10 prospect. I did. Um, are you going to risk that somebody's not going to take him since he's coming off an injury? I don't know. So, so the the lottery tickets, those 90% scratched off lottery tickets, there's only one thing left, and you really know the best thing you can get out of that is probably a free ticket. Probably just just you know just another body to to take up a roster spot for a couple weeks or a month or so until some guys that are that are hurt comes back. You know, like a John Nagowski. <laughs> you know, John Nagowski is that. Like I said, that lottery ticket, that ninety percent scratched off thing, where you know you have Will Craig. You need to clear spots in AAA. Why? <laughs> so, I mean, I know I think Nagowski does have options available, so that's something that may be a higher on their priority list um, than than Will Craig, who doesn't have options left. Um, or actually, he does. Actually, uh, so that negates my whole argument there. <laughs> so it makes even less sense now. Um, so. So the, the, guys like Nagowski, Kai Tom, you know, why? Why are, now, I, I, you know, with him going on the IL, that's one thing. Um, you know, bringing him back, what are you going to do with him? Are you going to send Jared Oliver down? What's, what's the benefit of that? You know, Jared Oliver, in the couple games that he's played, um, has not looked great. He's good defensively. Um, offensively, he, I mean, there, again, limited, limited sample size. 11 at bats this year, one hit, one walk. He struck out six times. So in the 11 at bats, he's not really trending in the right direction. He's going to get solid playing time with. Polanco dinged up with with Tom on the IL. They need they need bodies out there in the outfield. But what happens when Tom's back? Do you send all of it down? Or do you just keep them going? The outfield's the one place where I really don't think you're gonna you're gonna see. You know, the, the one area, one of the areas where you're not going to see any subtraction from trades. In a perfect world, Polanco comes back here after the All Star break, hits five home runs the, in a week, and somebody takes a flyer on him. That's the dream world situation. Realistically, Polanco's just going to be out there in right field 
or he'll be hurt um, for the rest of the year for the Pirates, and then that'll that'll be the end of the you know Polanco story in Pittsburgh. But until then, you know, I really don't think he's going anywhere. You have Gamble. Reynolds, obviously, is locked down center field. Um, Oliva. And then Tom, when he comes back. Tom is the one of the biggest glitches in Ben Sherrington's plan it you know the evaluation so quick with Dustin Fowler so quick with Alford um Tom just sitting on him and I know there's the rule five aspect of it but what does it matter do you really see Kai Tom as being part of the future with this team because if you do you're the only one you're the only one that sees it. I, I, I don't. That's the one I just don't get. You know, I, 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 I get claiming him, or you know, uh, you know, picking him up from Oakland. I get taking that chance because you're so thin on outfield at that point, um, and you already saw what two of them could do, and it wasn't much. So you take a shot. He's done nothing. Couple, yeah, a couple home runs. He he was walking a lot, but that really hasn't been the case. Um, you know, Kai Tom's hitting one thirty nine. The hundred and eight plate appearances, fifteen hits. His on base percentage is two seventy eight. His OPS is five ten. What's the end game here? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, you could, I, I think I argued on on a podcast recently that why not just give Anthony Alford another look? I think I said it on Twitter too. Why not give Anthony Alford another look if he does nothing? You just let him go. Because you really can't do much less than what Kai Tom's doing. Um, so I mean, so we'll see what we'll see what happens with the rest of this season. Still, plenty of season left. Um, I can't, you know, with, with what with the product we're seeing right now. It's going to change in the next couple weeks. We're going to see a couple guys go. Um, it might be, I don't think it'll be, but it could be one of the, a, a real surprising guy like Brian Reynolds. I don't think it's impossible that he gets dealt. I think it's very, very unlikely. And I've said that for a while. But man, some team offers you like, three of their top five prospects and two of their top two more from their top 15 that's going to be tough to say no to 
especially if they're very good. If it's like the Washington Nationals throwing that stuff at you, <laughs> obviously you're not going to take it because their system is trash. Um, they don't have the depth. That <laughs> they, they don't have depth at all. Um, but if it's the Dodgers or the Blue Jays or somebody... Man, you're gonna you're gonna be tempted. Ben Sherrington's got to be tempted. I'd be tempted. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Adam Frazier gone, most likely. I think you know he's Richard Rodriguez, most likely gone. Tyler Anderson, most likely gone. And then you can pull any of those bullpen names. Um, Bucks in the basement had a really good article. Um, today and if you haven't followed it every Monday um, they put out um, an article uh, with you know trades uh, potential trade values and, and potential destinations for guys and they mentioned Bednar and, and I've actually said that in talking to people um, on on Twitter or just in person and, uh, don't rule out Bednar being traded I don't think it'll happen I don't I, I think he's close to He's close to untouchable, but he really is just a reliever. Um, but, like, that pen has value. Clay Holmes, now he, he bounced back. He had two really rough outings there, and he, he did bounce back. Um, you know, Sam Howard's healthy now. Um, Chase and Shreve, I really think Chase and Shreve will get dealt just because he's been very good and he's, you know, a rental. Uh, you, you could package him in with Frazier to, you know, get a better prospect um, upgrade, some piece that you're getting back. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, the, the next couple of weeks are going to be interesting. Um, Colin Moran getting hurt, um, depending on how long he's out. I, th- I don't think, I don't think he'll be traded this year now because of the injuries. Um, I'm really... Other than Hayes, I think everybody else is, is fair game. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but, again, you know, I, I know we're going to continue to go through weeks like this past week. Hopefully, they can turn it around, have a, have a week where they, you know, win out or at least win or, you know, lose, only lose a game or two. But with the lineup they're putting on the field, that's going to be tough to do. And the fact that they don't have anybody, you know, close to being an upgrade for some of these guys, you know, AAA, that's tough. But there'll there'll be movement. There'll be guys coming up from from the other levels, um, you know, Double A AA to AAA, Greensboro to Altoona to fill those holes. There's gonna just there's gonna be movement. Um, that'll be fun to watch, but. You know, looking at the looking at the standings, it looks like the Pirates are, um, if the season ended today, poised to get about the third overall pick. Um, and I don't want to say they're they're tanking. Uh, <laughs> the argument can be made. Maybe they're tanking because they've just been that bad, and some of the decisions that they've made, different pitchers that they've pulled at different times and left other ones in. Um, is that just you know Shelton? in experience or is there something else there I don't know um, 
But I really, I think when it's all said and done at the end of the season, I, I think the Pirates will have another top five pick, um, possibly even you know, top top three. And you know that isn't the end of the world. <laughs> it's going to be a long season. It's going to be hard to watch. And I, I, I think I've said it in other episodes. Um, but, you know, this year, number one pick overall, four picks within the top 100 overall of the draft, and then another one just outside of that. Um, if they do that again next year, a couple of years where you get some really good talent Injected into that the, the lower levels of the system to keep feeding, and that's what the, that's what the pirates need to do. And I, you know, ESPN this week, it was this week, had the pirates as um, the number four, I believe, overall organization uh, for their farm system. Now the article was, was had a lot of bad information in it, but they're still ranked that high. Um, they're probably going to jump again when they draft and again and, and when they start trading these guys. So it's all possible that when it's all said and done, the Pirates are a top three, maybe even the best farm system in Major League Baseball. And, you know, that's great. Like, that's awesome. Just got to develop with guys like Kai Tom and guys like John Nagowski, most of the guys at AAA, like Kevin Kramer, how much developing is left? Just got to scratch off that last box on that lottery ticket. For some of them, you already have. You, you know what's there. And you're just sitting on... Uh, sitting on a lottery ticket that has nothing to, no no real value um, to not even a free ticket, so um, see what happens <laughs> as always, see what happens you know, hopefully hopefully John Nagowski just needed several weeks of consistent playing time, because he's going to get it I think um so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's Garrett Jones. Get a couple years out of him of solid production, but um, yeah, yeah. I think that basically just another version of something we already had. Another version of Will Craig. So, but yeah, a lot of time left for this team for this season. Uh, that's the episode for today. I did want to make sure I congratulated Adam Frazier um, on you know starting the All-Star Game and Brian Reynolds um, for making the All-Star Game. I'm sure they're listening to this. So, guys, good job. Um, but it, that is cool. I mean, it's great when you have, can be voted in, um, especially when you're playing for not a good team. Um, you know, that's, that's impressive. That just goes just to, to really show and really tell you the story 
of Adam Fraser's season. It's been fantastic. And Brian Reynolds, um, you know, probably would have been a starter if it hadn't been for, you know, Jesse Winker all of a sudden putting it together and having the year he's had. Um, but he, you know, he made it. I, I'm, he's well-deserving. I was a little surprised uh, Richard Rodriguez did not make it. Um, but he could. Uh, he very well could. I'm sure that somebody will uh, will will bow out here between now and, and, and the actual game. But, um, again, congratulations to those guys. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, draft this weekend. Um, I will talk about the draft once that's all done um, on a episode you know my thoughts on that but uh, again you know this is this has been a tough week you know stick it stick with it i guess i'm having a hard time doing it but i'm I'm still doing it i'm still waiting to see like all these guys i'm waiting to see these guys develop waiting to see um i I really like just seeing adam frazier put together the season that he had that he's having um brian reynolds brian hayes uh, those guys have been have been fun to watch Hopefully we'll get another Max Cranick type outing. Hopefully he can come back up here um, in the future, in the in the future, and, and continue to develop. Um, but uh, yeah, so hang in there. It's a long season, a lot of baseball left. But um, yeah, if you want to talk to me, uh, look me up on Twitter at Bucko Fever Pod. I'm happy to talk baseball with you on there. Um, Facebook Bucko Fever Podcast. Uh, buckofeverpodcast.com home of the blog uh, again it's coming it's coming along uh, so um, bear with the blog it's still a work in progress as is everything I do uh, but um, but yeah and again I just want to you know thank everybody for tuning in and um, you know have a good one mm-hmm.